Hello, Babylonians. I know a lot of you have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor. Anchor Anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, It is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto, and there's lots of different, it'll stream to at least, I think, 10 different platforms, or more. um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter where your setup is like, you can start creating today, today, and tell me what your podcast name is, because you know I'm going to listen. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. quiet of a country farm is shattered by a fatal explosion. It blew Roberto in pieces. He caught on fire. There are thousands of bits of evidence and almost as many questions. They went out to a crime scene and they collected things that, quite frankly, didn't belong there at the scene. And one more thing is out of place. It's found on a sheet of paper that's blank but still loaded with information. When you see it, it's like, oh my gosh, that is, that's what that is. That's what's happening. Babylonians. So I know that was kind of a weird intro and you'll probably be like, why are you playing a forensic files sound? Well, we were reached out on Twitter by the HLN network and they gave us early access to watch forensic files Two, which airs this coming Sunday, February 27th. Um, I believe, um, I think it's like between 7 and 9 p.m. Let me double check that for you. But yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, there's that freaking um again. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I'm double checking so you guys can check it out too. I'm trying to get uh, everybody in on it too. Make sure that we can have it trending on Twitter. At 9 p.m. I went and searched it. (laughs) So, 
make sure you guys check that out. We're going to be tweeting all about it. Um, there's going to be a hashtag with the series premiere on Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you guys check that out. It was really freaking cool that Grayson messaged me on Twitter and was like, hey, would you be interested in doing this and talking about it? I'm like, hello, yes. The and the episode is freaking twisted. I'm not going to give anything away, no spoilers or anything. Just that little bit that you received in that cold opening, which I was given permission to use before anybody comes at me. So I hope you guys all come check it out on Sunday. I know I'll be watching again because that's pretty exciting. Um, this case that I'm going to be sharing with you guys, I'll have new intros for it. I'll probably talk about it again because I'm going to re- re- release two episodes back to back. I'm resharing the Shanda Sharer case. There's three parts to it. So you'll get two parts this week and then the final part will be next Tuesday. Um, which will start March, and then Shauna and I will be back with a new episode for you guys, and we'll kick March into gear. Maybe we'll give a second one. I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. So, we love you guys so much. Um, I hope you guys have been liking how we're doing these, like, throwbacks to our favorite episodes. The first two were Shauna's, and now the Shanda Shara is three parts, and that was mine because I put a lot of heart and soul into that episode because it was just intense as shit. So, hope you guys are doing well, and we'll be coming at you with Shanda Shara Part 1. Enjoy! Record! And it's happening! Hello, everybody. Hi! <laughs> Welcome back to Bloody Bubbles. Babylonian. Um, yeah, my stupid dogs are here. There's no children, so... This should be a <clears throat> less stressful to listen to. And by stupid, she just means noisy and obnoxious. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. There's no loud children here. <laughs> there, now I can. Now it's fixed. God bless it. Oh, we made the speaker toy. Beggars can't be choosers. <clears throat> so, this case. <laughs> I have worked extensively on for the first time in my life. Just kidding. And it's kind of, it's going to be a multi-parter for sure. So I don't have to say, nay, Shiva, go take it somewhere else. Gosh. I'm going to lose it. Okay. All right. Never mind. Shiva should chill out. She's very excited. Um, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to like <laughs> reflect on. Well, yeah, but you just do warning, warning, warning. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of warnings in this. And like I said, it's a okay. Uh, this is gonna be there. Are the, the listeners not gonna like it? No, they're not. I don't like it. I'm not a listener. No, I'm not doing this. I love music. Your orange duck is over there. Is it squeakless? No. Oh, yeah, it is. She took the squeaker out real, real fast. I'm sure she'll do it that way. Yes. Open your orange mic. We're working on it. <clears throat> oh, 
We started this morning on our episode last week with 42 plays, and now we're up to 50. We're over 2,000 plays now, guys. Yay! 2,000. 2,000. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. I legit got teary-eyed at work today. We're about to get... We're about to have our own podcast episode unfold right now with my dog. You need to stop. She's nipping my left finger, and then she's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, 2,000. 2,000. We're That's over 2,000 now. Awesome. It's like, yeah, it's just over 2,000 now. I'm like, holy, holy moly. Shout out to all of my friends and our podcast group, because I know a, a bunch of them. I told them, I'm like, guys, we're three plays away. And then within like 10 minutes, uh, we were at 2,010. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, thank you. Because totally I'll shout out some of their podcasts um, towards the end of this first part. So there won't be um, any rabbit holes because, <clears throat> like I said, I've actually been doing, um, you know, research <laughs> for one of my life. Um, so today I'm going to tell you story of Shanda Scherer. Shanda Scherer. And it's so, it's been weird doing this mm -hmm. because my best friend's name is Shanda. Mm -hmm. So it's a little um, sad. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, but we're getting, we're going, I started, okay, hold on. I'm fine. So I started reading, a, I've read a book about this. I've listened. There's a three part, um, three hour podcast on this. There's been several people who've covered this story, but I found it. And I actually, um, I don't remember which episode it is, but if you go back and listen, it's one I did with Kelly in the beginning. And she's just like, Nicole just told me a very unfortunate tale. And it was the story of this. So the first part isn't going to be too crazy. It's just going to be kind of like the backstory, how we get to where we get. And then probably part two is when it's going to get down to the ugly, sad, awful things that go down um, in this whole case. So, um, we're going to take you back to 1971. Okay. And this is, um, the, this, we're going to talk about Shanda's parents. Her dad's name is Steve. Her mom's name is Jackie. And Steve and his best friend, Mike Boardman had flipped an old Indian nickel to ask out the new girl in school who her name went, but name then was Jackie Watkins. Um, Steve had said tails, Mike said heads, and heads came up. Um, Jackie was, oh, she's vulnerable. She's young, vulnerable, little teeny bopper, cutie patootie. Um, her parents had just divorced, and her mother, sister, um, her mother, and then her sister Debbie and her had just moved into a small um, house in Clarksville. And this all takes place in Indiana. Kind of goes back and forth between Indiana and Kentucky. Okay. Um, she hated her new school and her house, and she said that Mike Boardman became her white knight. And so they began going steady. Um, they started dating. So they began going steady. So Steve started dating another girl in class. And they went on double dates, movies, basketball games, all that cute stuff. And Mike gave her an engagement ring a year into their relationship. And so she was 15 when they met. They just started dating. She turned 16 and ta-da, she's pregnant. Ooh, 16. How old is, were they there in the same grade? He was older. Oh, okay. He was a couple years older. I think he was a senior. She was a sophomore. Okay. So yeah, 15 find, or 16 finds out she's like literally just after she turned 16, she found out she was pregnant. Um, they got married pretty quickly, even while they were still in high school. And then they welcomed their first daughter Paige into the world. And I like how they spell Paige. She's drinking out of the toilet. Yeah. My dogs are uh, trash humans. Just 
getting their trash dogs. Um, but yeah, I like how they spell page. It's pay, 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 a, a, <laughs> J E instead of G E, which oh, is the tradition. Wow. So I just thought that was kind of, I liked it. It was different. Um, but marriage lasted barely two and a half years. Jackie said, she's like, I was a baby raising a baby and she felt trapped. And Mike wasn't ready for the responsibility of being a father and a husband. Okay. Side note, since this is going to be, you know, multi-part. So one part, you know, sometimes we do things on Fridays. So we're going to have part one today, which is not Tuesday, but when you hear this, it'll be Tuesday. And then, so part two will be coming out on Friday. So you only have to wait three days for part two. So you're welcome. Yay. Yeah. You're probably not going to be totally excited because it's an awful, awful story, but it is. Okay. So she was a baby raising a baby. She felt trapped. He wasn't ready to be a father and have the responsibility of being a father and a husband. So they divorced. And so she was a single mom at 19 working two jobs and um, relatives babysat Paige. And I'm like, uh, can relate because uh, <laughs> my sister is half, raise, half raises my son. <laughs> and, or if it's not my sister, it's my dad. I'm very fortunate for my, my village. But, um, so Steve moves away. Um, Steve, Jer, so he's the best friend who lost the bet, moved away and happened to come back and visit. And he ran into Jackie. Do, 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 do. Can you guys guess what's going to happen? They're going to fall in love. Hey. They talked all night about their former classes, about Mike, about Paige themselves. And they ended up smooching. And they're still married. Or she's still married to Mike? No, she got divorced at 19. This okay. was, um, uh, I'm assuming, like a, a little while later. Okay. And he lived, I don't know if I put in here where he moved to. Ah, he, oh, I, it does come up later because they're going to obviously end up together. So for three, well, it wasn't that obvious. So I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. This is what we're here for. For three months, he would go back to where he was working and then come back to visit on the weekends. Um, they spent weeknights on the phone. Um, I think I, at one point it said like he would be, he would leave on Friday, get there Friday night, take her out. They'd spend all day Saturday together. And then by Sunday he was heading back to work. Like, Every waking moment was them together. Um, and then they decided they were sick of this back and forth. And they're like, let's get married. So marriage number two for Jackie. <laughs> Girl, same. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> well, we're not going to get into that right now. Um, Jackie moved to where he was and they started life there. I completely don't put where they live. That's going to bother me sitting here doing all this extensive research. Well, pause it and look. Boom. Yep, seriously cannot find it. So, anyway. <laughs> what well, are you said between Indiana and Kentucky? Yeah, they didn't go very far from those places. So, um, they decided to get married. Yeah, it ended all that back and forth. They went on many camping trips, and I'm sure one of those trips is where they fell pregnant with their first daughter together. Miss mm. Shanda. So, um, on the night that Jackie's water broke and they went to the hospital, the, no. nurse, the nurse told them to go home. Jackie had already had Paige and knew that wasn't an option. The doctor examined her and said she was a long way from giving birth. So he sedated her, then left to go perform another operation. Moments later, Shanda Renee Scherer was born on June 6, 1979. Her name is Renee? It is. It's spelled different, but it's Renee. Shanda Renee Scherer. No. Jackie described that she wasn't planning on having Shanda natural, but she just fell out on the table. <laughs> she said, I always used to tell her that she came into this world with a vengeance. That's a quote from the book. Um, the family moved back to southern Indiana nine months after Shanda was born. Um, there was a coal miner strike and... Um, it, it had affected Jack, 
Jack. It's the next line I was trying to read. Steve's business. Um, at that point, the couple had started to drift apart after moving back. And it was only like a few months after Shanda was born that things kind of started falling through the cracks. Um, he filed for divorce and Jackie and her girls moved out. Please stop licking my sweatshirt, you freaking weird ass dog. Hey, side note. Hey, pause for the cause. Time to babble for a second. Always. Attention listeners, this is why when you're in a relationship, maybe be together for at least a year before you decide let's get married and, and have some kiddos. Yep. Like, at least. At least. least. I mean, people have babies. Outside of wedlock, and I'm not here. That's fine, whatever. But marriage is a commitment, <laughs> and uh, and you guys gotta figure out if you really like. You I mean like you can handle each other through your, your your highs and your lows, and your goods and your bads, and your annoyances and fucking super annoyances. So you guys like, need to put a tent together before you guys get married. <laughs> tents are super easy now, though. So that's not a good. <laughs> oh, okay. As a camper, it's fucking easy now like it's like too it's so easy it's a little bloop yeah uh go yeah maybe yeah i can handle uh, how they eat maybe get like a uh okay so the tent thing okay how about you order something from walmart or ikea like a shelf (laughs) or an entertainment center or a bed for i don't know something and put that shit together and then or or even like like some toy for that kid that you guys birthed you guys thought this was going to be a murder case. No, it's a relationship. Just don't jump in right away. It's not like the pool. Don't don't jump in head first. Bobby. Right. Um, so the, telling. Uh, oh, okay. The divorce is granted, but a few months later, they had a second. They had second thoughts. It took a toll on Paige, as her real father was completely obsolete from her life. So Steve was dad. She called him dad. Um, okay, so. We say that. I was wrong. She was three. Shanda was three when they split. They were together for three years. Regardless. But still. Even they got three, together. I mean, and she knew him from high school and stuff. But like, Yeah, but they like just hung out as like friends. And they just yeah. go on double dates. And so, they weren't living together. Yeah. For the first. For most of their relationship. It's a big step. Yeah. Live together. Let's be careful. Don't care about traditionals. You yeah. can live together and it's going to be okay. You're not going to go yes. to hell. I promise. Yeah. If you believe in that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, she, yeah, she was three years old, but didn't understand why she could only see her dad on the weekends. And her parents gave it another try, but it didn't take long until it was clear they just weren't meant to be together. Okay. So it was this time is a more am- amicable split. And um, he took both girls every other weekend. I don't know what she's trying on, but it's yeah. fine. She's quiet and it's not squeaking. Um, <laughs> uh, took the girls every other weekend. Uh, Shanda, at age five, started showing a very independent spirit. He taught her how to drive a tractor, and she didn't take long to beg him to drive by herself. She told him, quote, Dad, I know how to do it. You already showed me, unquote. Mm-hmm. He asked me about, um, he asked her about shifting gears, and she's like, I just want to steer it. She's five. Um, so he stepped off the back, and she thought he was still there while she was uh, driving it. it. She drove it forward, and she started to take a wide turn, and she, like, looked up and saw that he wasn't on the back of the tractor with her anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's just like... He's like, she had the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what a, what a, what a good memory. I'm like, oh, that's so precious. And he's just like, she, he's like, I couldn't get her off the tractor after that. Um, so Jackie's mom starts a new job. And what does she do? She meets another man. 
And his <laughs> name is Ronnie Ott. He was 41, so he was 10 years older than her. Um, they fell in love pretty quickly. Remember what we said a little bit ago? Doing a pattern? Oh. <laughs> it didn't take long to have marriage on his mind. Um, her daughters really took to him, and they liked him quite a bit. Uh, by then, Shanda was seven. And her... Oh, and then that's when her mom married him. So, um, she went to public school until she was in fourth grade, and she was enrolled at St. Paul Catholic School until sixth grade. Um, at the age of 10, she won a crossword puzzle contest at McDonald's, and it was a the prize was an all-expense trip to Disneyland in California. Holy cannoli. I'm like, wow. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was back in, she, she was 10. She would have been 1989 when she won it. Um. Yeah, they rode in a limousine. Um, that's what picked them up and took them around. And they said Shanda felt like a big shot. Heck yeah. Uh, she made friends super easy. She was bright. She was humorous. And she made above average grades. She was in Girl Scouts, 4 cheerleading, gymnastics. She played softball, basketball, and volleyball. She could, she could also be very mischievous. Um, she was the first to throw a water balloon at birthday parties. She'd sneak up on the neighbor's trampoline and play. <laughs> she'd flirt with boys. She just she lived a freaking great life. Like, she's just a outgoing rambunctious and like when you look at her like the pictures that we'll we'll definitely post on the our instagram she didn't look 12 okay. like at the time of her spoiler alert death i mean we're not here to talk about happy things except for this is probably happier now she didn't look 12 it was it's just it kind of blew my mind she's so beautiful and she had, she had the big poofy 80s hair <laughs> but um okay hold on i lost it okay there it is um she yeah she but not only was she, you know, outgoing and fun, she was also very sensitive and she didn't like making people upset. Um, she was very close with her grandmother, her dad's mom, Betty. Um, Betty taught her how to sew and shoved her, shoved her, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not shoved, showed her the love of reading. She had a bubbly personality, but always wanted to find the answers, uh, find answers to life's deep questions. She asked about God a lot and what happens when you die. I mean, she's going to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. um, she asked what it took to be a good Christian. Um, by sixth grade, um, she When used, did she go from the public school to the Catholic school? When the mom remarried? Uh, she's getting ready to go into sixth grade. It's when she goes to junior high. Okay. It's when she goes into a different school. So by sixth grade, she was a budding beauty. She had long blonde it was like dirty blonde, like long blonde hair, blue gray eyes, and a trim athletic figure. She easily caught boys' attention. Um, her she had her force forced. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. she, <laughs> first boyfriend when she was eleven. Yeah. No. I was like, oh. I didn't like boys at eleven. I was like, y'all are stupid. I think that for different reasons now, but my boyfriend's great. Hi, baby. Okay. Just kidding. He doesn't listen to my podcast because he's a jerk. Anyways, <laughs> it's fine. I'm over it. I'm fine. Um, her her. Uh, on meeting this, I don't know what this boyfriend's name was, but her father asked him if he had a job and the boy said, no, they were the same age. They were both 11. He's like, not yet, sir. Her father joked, you better get one. Girlfriends can be expensive. <laughs> and she told him, she's like, stop, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> so precious. Um, at that time, her father had begun seeing a woman named Sharon James, who had two kids from her previous marriage. Um, her son, Larry Dale, and he was 15, and then a daughter, Sandy, who was 18. Um, before she met her, Shanda had all kinds of questions about when she, um, wait, and couldn't wait to meet Sharon. I'm fine. Shanda was, I was like, I literally typed these notes out. Nope. Okay, that's cool. Oh. <laughs> I'm fine, you guys. Shanda was there the night her father asked Sharon to marry him. She was thrilled. Um, 
I remember in the, in the part of the book, like she's sitting there and he's just, she's just like, are you going to ask her? <laughs> and he's, she's, Sharon's like, ask me what? And he's just like, if you'll be, if you, if you'll be my wife. And Chanda was very adamant about being there. She's like, I want to be like, um, before that she hadn't met her face to face. So she called her and she's like, I think we talked for like four hours that one night, just getting to know each other. They just bonded super, super fast. And it was absolutely awesome. Um, so Yep, 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 yep. As she grew up, oh yeah, as she grew older, like I mean, at that point she's eleven, so we're only. She just, she was a daredevil. Um, she even convinced her dad she wanted to ride on the back of a motorcycle with him. Um, she was just super mature for her age. Um, her father's new marriage was going crazy, crazy amazing. It was just awesome together. Like even up until everything that happens, they just they like plan nights just to order a pizza and cuddle in front of the TV and like you guys are the cutest. Um. But, um, so their marriage is going super great. And of course her mother's is not, it was falling apart. She was divorcing for the second time. Also same. And Paige has <laughs> not, not same. <laughs> everything's fine. No, I can't complain about my life. It's, it's, it's on the path it's supposed to be on. Um, Paige had since turned 18 and had moved in with her boyfriend. And then once that kind of fell through, she ended up moving in with her aunt, which is Jackie's sister in new Albany which is in Indiana. And when an, another apartment opened in the same complex that her aunt lived or her, that her sister lived in, Debbie, Jackie and Debbie are sisters. That's Shanda's mom. Is nobody's following because sometimes I forget that too. Um, Jackie and Shanda ended up moving there also. So it was a temporary, going to be a temporary stay at the apartment until Jackie could save for a house. But the way that chapter ended, um, she didn't stay in that apartment too long considering how the story is going to pan out. So, Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, Interject. Because we're about to get so to where she goes to 80s. junior. Uh-huh. Aaron's divorce. If her mom is in and out of marriages and not having, like, I just, is there a reason? Or I probably didn't go into it. But, like, I know most children, especially back then, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. would li live with the parent or the mom. Yeah. So that was just. That's just basically how it is. Like, yeah, she just tried would, to. He like, was maybe go ahead and live with us. Yeah, not not particularly. Like I mean, they got along. They co-parented real well. Okay. Like even with Paige, who wasn't his bio daughter. Like, right. but that was his daughter. Like, right, right, right. They just they they just got along better. Separated. Can okay. relate. So co-parent in this. Okay. Yeah. So you and I don't know how well child support and any of that was working back then anyway. So he does like, pay child support. I'm sure. Because but. at one, we'll get to that part about, because he, yeah, because of everything she's about to go through at this junior high school she starts at, which is called Hazelwood. 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 Color of my eyeballs. Shana is gorgeous. I don't know if you've got to pay attention. <laughs> Thanks. She's beautiful. Yeah, I've got a beautiful personality. <laughs> Me and Kelly were talking about that, not last night, but on Friday night at work. Because Kelly's still around, guys. Don't worry. We love her so much. We, we do love her so much. So don't worry. She'll be in your ear hole soon. Like, um, we're just getting through life. Like, life is just kind of crazy for everybody. Yep. But we're still making it happen. I mean, we're at 2,000 plays, and I still fucking blows hey my... Blows my bonkers. But anyways. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Starts at junior high at Hazelwood. She'd spent... This is um, a Catholic school. No, it is a regular oh, school. So okay. she was, like, trying... She spent hours trying on new clothes, you know, trying to pick out the perfect outfit. And she's like, she really wanted... She wanted her mom to go with along with the fact that she was... Can I tell him I'm 13? But she was 12. <laughs> and her mother's like, no. <laughs> 
you're not going to tell them you're 13 when you're not. But I mean, I get that. Like when you're at that I age, was the same I was way. like, I'm 12. I'm like, I want to be 13. And now I'm 27. I want to be 12 again. But it's fine. But um, she was only 12, but her height and pretty face would give her the look that she wanted. Um, she was nervous about school, as most people are, but she always made friends easily. The school had over 800 students. So she went from like an, uh, the Catholic school, I think it was called St. Paul. It was pretty small. So this was like going to be a whole different scenery. Like okay. it's going to be completely different. Um, but she had a great first day of school and met many friendly classmates. Two days in, however, uh, Jackie gets a phone call that Shanda wasn't involved in a fight. What is this fight over? I'm going to tell you. A girl had wanted to break up with her boyfriend and Shanda volunteered to tell the boyfriend it was over. Cause you know, that's, that's how little yep, yep, seventh yep. graders. Especially back then. Yes. Uh, yeah. Even when I was in school, we're like, um, can you give this note to him? Yes. Cause we're nope. breaking up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to have a box of notes. I don't know if I have them anymore or it may actually be in one of these tubs of all of the notes I used to that's pass. That's so cute. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because all the girls that I pass notes with, I'm like, why did I, I didn't like them. <laughs> no, if you're listening to this now, I didn't like you. <laughs> was, None of you. They all, they all better handwriting than me. Like you could always tell where I'd be replying back on the notes and I'm like, that's cursed. I'm like, for the worst handwriting. Yeah, why you didn't like them? <laughs> Yeah, they're beautiful handwriting, and they all freaking beautiful. It wasn't you, it was your handwriting. Yeah, so. bitches, and beautiful cookie-cutter handwriting. I'm out of here. All right, I'm fine. Okay, so um, so she goes up to this boy. His cousin steps in and gets in her face. This girl, Amanda Hevron, because it's spelled Hevron, but listening to it, it's Hevron. Um, bumped her chest against Shanda, and Shanda fell back against the lockers. Um, Amanda had very short hair. What? I don't know. Um, oh, had very short hair. Oh, yeah. Um, and at first glance, she looked like a boy. So while they're fighting, um, Amanda, like, yeah, she, like, chest bumps her, and then she um, she fell on the ground, and then Amanda, like, goes to get ready to hit, like, she was going to hit her, but at some point, like, here soon, you'll hear all Amanda's like, hmm, oh, she looks so helpless and cute. And then Shanda goes to swing on her and misses it, and then the girl pops her in the face. So teacher comes and breaks it up. They both receive detention and but the girl um takes a different tune. But um so th- their relationship is very key to this whole story. Um little backstory about Amanda. Amanda's mother was out of the picture and she was being raised by her dad. Um she played basketball, she was a simple 14-year-old girl, she's super plain looking. They actually were interviewed on Dr. Phil, and I watched like her as an adult, like obviously she's older now. Um, well, the way she was looking, I thought they were like chasing something. I'm like, is there a mouse? Get it! <laughs> I don't have any traps down because she got stuck to the last one. <laughs> I had to come pull her, pull her paw off it a couple days ago. That was an adventure. Luckily, there wasn't a mouse attached because that would have been super stressful and I would not have been able to do it. She was all, I can't get her mouth stuck to her nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i tried to eat it but anyways okay back to amanda not nice um uh yeah she was super simple um dressed like a boy kept her hair real short usually always wearing a hat and like like in all the story like they always talk about her being in a hat and i'm like apparently hats weren't a big deal to wear in school back then i guess because yeah. it was like a rule for us we couldn't right. wear headgear unless it was like spirit week so what also well because they get good weather to have good 
it's when I meant good weather, I mean, they get crazy weather there, right? So, right. So I know, like, in California, it's deemed outside school mm -hmm. because we didn't have to worry about the weather or anything yeah. like that. So, like, Californians. Yeah. We have quite a few. Actually, that's our, that's, that's our There's actually like that's our second state, but because it like lists by state, like who listens to the most? Obviously, like Kansas is number one because that's where we're from. But California is number two. There's like California. Not getting soon. Okay, now that we've completely deterred from that. Okay, um, so the super simple. So we're getting more of a backstory. Um, after this fight, because like all these people are going to play into the story heavily. This is exciting. Uh, I mean, exciting. It's not going to be. I know, but, but this is exciting to get some background. This is a whole new way of us. Doing yeah, it's me uh, doing so our job. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I can't speak. Go. We're so excited. We don't know. Okay. Know. okay. So, um, so this simple, boring little keeps to herself. Fourteen-year-old had caught the eye of an eighth grader, Melinda. Ironic last name, Loveless. <laughs> Melinda, she was this. Her childhood was awful. It was crazy. Um, I'm gonna have a whole backstory about her father. Was it Loveless? It was disgusting. Her dad is so no love. No love. Okay. Uh, the last name is unsettlingly un accurate. Um, so, um, yeah, Melinda, she had a wild and awful childhood, her, and, well, m mostly her sisters. I don't, there was abuse from her father and I, they say that in, cause he ends up getting convicted later, spoiler. Okay. Um, but they say that she wasn't a part of it, but her cousin said she was, but she was also three. So that we don't know if she really blocked that out, but she yeah. was obsessed with her dad. She was like, um, very obsessive over her father. And this is Melinda. And their relationship, they said, was borderline. Sometimes it felt like almost incestuous in oh, some ways. Um, that's just what a few different sources say. There's nothing that's been ever set in stone. Um, but there was a lot of abuse to her mother and her sisters by her father. Um, she'd been held back a year in school and was approaching her 16th birthday. So she was 15 as an eighth grader. Okay. So oh. she's old. Yeah. Older. Um, but she was beautiful. Hella old. She's ancient. <laughs> but um she was beautiful. I mean, like if I saw her, like she was she was a pretty girl. She had long dark hair. Um, but she ain't got nothing in the eyes. There's just there ain't nothing going on up there. Um, but boys What are you eating? I think it's No, that's my dead hair muscle mask. Let it go. Drop it. Drop it. Oh my god, my dog is eating my favorite mask. Because that's a thing that yeah, we say in 2020. You got pit in you. What am I thinking? I could really separate it. It can. Aha! No, it's not. It's this. Dungeon. Oh, it is. Mifflin. But I, the strings are gone. Okay. I don't know where those are. Great. Cool. Can I get a pack on a shirt? <gasps> I will. No, you're the worst. Don't come over here and apologize. Yeah. She's like, I was being quiet. And then you took, took my toy. toy. Taking my toy. <laughs> I know. You're the worst. Okay. So, yeah, Ma Melinda, yeah, was held back a year, almost 16. She was beautiful. Boys flocked to her, but she wasn't interested in them. And she really wanted to be like her, okay, so her mom, bless her mom's heart. She had two older sisters, and they're both lesbians. And Melinda's like, all right, same. So, I'm like, cool. Live your life, girl. Um, she was very upset with her mother when her mom ended up finally divorcing her dad. I get, I will get more detailed into that about like what goes down. Like he was verbally, sexually, emotionally, all the abuse you can think of. He was doing it. Um, 
she was very depressed, grew extreme resentment for her mom when she separated. Uh, she took her to counseling and, um, he would write letters to her and like, it was for just a small period of time that her father, Larry would, um, write to her and, um, his wife, Mar her mom, Margie, his wife, okay, it's fine. She considered taking him back, and her and Melinda would cry about missing him. Um, he sent pictures of himself, and Melinda would put them on her wall by her bed. Um, but then all of a sudden, he stopped talking to her after six months, like, just old turkey. I, I'm pretty sure he got remarried. And oh, somebody else like that. Not not like any of the other stuff, just yeah, part in particular. Yep. So she had told her friend Crystal, she's like, he won't write me or call me, so fuck him, it's fine. Um, she felt worse. Oh, and then he remarried and he sent a picture of his new wife and said, Here's your new stepmom. Oh. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, she felt replaced by her new stepmother. He didn't invite her to the wedding. Um, oh, really? I uh, well, yeah. I mean okay. All right. But I mean for the relationship she thought she had for mm -hmm. being like obsessed with her dad. Yeah. Yeah, okay. she dated, um, yeah, Melinda just dated, she went through lots of people. She dated boys until she finally, like, settled on, like, oh, no, I really like women. Um, then her mom met a nude guy named Michael Donahue. A nude guy? Right on. Oh. I mean, he might have been. <laughs> <sighs> My nose is stuffed. It's really fucking cold today in Kansas. Yeah. So, I'm not prepared for winter. Um, so, a new... And then we've got this cold it's not a cold case. We, we, we have to think, but it was just fine. Sorry. It's cold right now. Yeah, Actually, it hasn't even started. But anyways, Margie <laughs> met a new man. New. Michael Donahue. Melinda hated him immediately. They got engaged. She couldn't cope with the marriage. She was nervous. She was always upset. She wanted to find someone to be with to get away from her parents. Um, she would get with guys while getting drunk. And then she would end up saying all males are chauvinist pigs. I love that word chauvinist because it's fun to say. Um, all of her relationships made her full of regret. Um, it said at, when she lost her virginity, uh, the boy who took it slapped her afterwards and called her like a stupid bitch or something along those oh lines. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so she found a dude a lot like her, I'm assuming her father. Yeah. Well, that dude, not AJ. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. So then. Bring us looping back around. Her cousin, Lisa, introduced her to Amanda Heverin. She looked like a boy. She fought with boys and was very boyish. Do you think she's like boys, guys? Um, <laughs> um, Amanda made the first move on Melinda. Um, they went to a rep, a rep rally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not a pep rally. Nope. Those, are, those doesn't exist. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. And they had a first date. Um, Amanda reminded Melinda of her dad. Because that's <laughs> what she wanted with i mean i love my dad but i don't want to be with someone like that because that's weird <laughs> okay shush <laughs> no i'm sorry the, they didn't get into a relationship right away um melinda kind of grew doubtful because amanda was very inexperienced um melinda had to teach her how to kiss um they just just amanda put off this persona that she couldn't quite follow through with kind of thing. Yeah. So um, Amanda went to Melinda's house for Christmas. Everyone thought she was a boy, but everyone liked her. Um, she spent a lot of alone time with Melinda. If you catch my drift, hey. Amanda was so romantic. She serenaded Melinda. Hmm. They kept, but they kept their relationship a secret. Cause I mean, being gay was not, yeah, it was getting, it's people weren't still weren't accepting. Yeah. Accepting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
So um, they talked, they listened to music, and then they started getting physical, physical. <laughs> they had sex in a cemetery. Ooh, and in the snow. Oh. Let's get hot and heavy while we freeze to death. Well, well that's I mean, if you're going to get hot and heavy. Uh-huh. Melt that snow, girl. Get you some. So Crystal, who um, was one of Melinda's best friends, uh, became really angry, and she thought she was being pushed out of the equation, and she got a boyfriend. But Melinda made sure they remained super close. Crystal is important later on in the story. So, moving on to Margie and Michael, uh, Melinda's parents. Holy crap. And you know what? Her sister's names are Michelle and Melissa. So, it's Margie, Michael, Michelle, Margie, Melinda, Melissa. (laughs) And they, um, I'm excited for when they get married. (laughs) Uh, I had to take a slide. Sorry. But I said I was excited about this date that Margie and Michael eloped on because it's December 29th, 1991. And that's Kelly's birthday. Kelly! So I'm going to be like, you better listen to this episode, woman. Yeah, woman. Granted. I know. Absolutely. Yes, I know. I, and Bailey, too. Yeah. Um, the whole damn family. Okay. They're, they got married. Super small ceremony. Um, Mike treated the girls great. He treated Margie wonderfully. But Melinda was like, bye. She was not impressed. She was completely devastated. She felt completely betrayed by her mom because her mom left a fucking psychopath. Um, but <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> How dare you find happiness? Um, it was supposed to be a surprise, but Melinda was pretty fucking upset. I just added all that. That wasn't even in my notes. Um, Michael didn't want to replace her dad, but he wanted to get along. Um, That only made Melinda, like, lacked harder onto Amanda. I get it. I get it. I'm a child of And she even... Yeah, I'm not. But... um, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But... Uh, Melinda lied, and she said that her parents would have sex parties, and that, um, that her mom would throw, but it was actually her dad, Larry before their parents separated. I don't know. She just made, she just like, she liked to gain attention from drama. I'm oh like, yeah. Huh. And then to make up stuff so that this well, new marriage or whatever isn't. Gonna be well, but her, her dad would host these hex, he- sex party. Hex. That's fine. We can hex people. I got a list. Um, the girls would do. So back to Melinda and Amanda hard forever, whatever bullshit. Um, the girls would do romantic cute things and they'd get intense. Um, uh, February. No, that's not right. Uh oh. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, February of nineteen ninety one, that's impossible. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Hey guys. It's possible. It's possible. Um she was she was super so this is going back a little way a little ways. Um she was yeah, just depressed. She barely went to school. Um her mother made her go to a mental health facility to get counseling. Um all of her both her and her uh, her and her sisters went. Um, Melissa, Melinda, and Michelle. Michael and But they didn't like the the counselor. Her name was Mina Fevrenin. No. I wrote that literally as I was listening to it. So that how I spelled it is probably not even right. And I'm probably not even saying it right. So, but you guys already know that about me. So, um, you know, they talked about, um, you know, her obsession with her dad. And then she talked about her being in the lesbian relationship and she was shocked about the news of abuse from her father to her sisters this is all coming out in her uh, counseling sessions with Mina um so 
On top of that, at school, people talked about uh, the two girls being in a lesbian relationship, and um, they got into fights a lot. Um, even her friend Crystal came to her defense, and everyone just kept fighting. People would taunt them. They'd call them lesbians. They'd call them dykes, which I hate saying that word. Donna created a creation, you guys. <laughs> She's been playing with a paperclip, <laughs> and she stabbed one of the crayons that my son broke, and she just made it stand up. <laughs> Those are really good candles. They do great. They yeah, were like, it's not good when you try to make them tea. <laughs> oh, all right, you guys. On that note, we're gonna no, we're, no, we're gonna pause the story for a hot, hot minute because my brother's birthday was last week, and I had a Keurig I got for Christmas um, from my well, my now ex husband, and uh, we did it didn't I didn't use it. It was just sitting here. It was just living its best life. Sitting here with the box open. <laughs> Took it out of the box, didn't use it. Um, I was trying to motivate myself to put it on my countertop, and I was like, no, nope, not happening. So I was like, my brother's coffee drinker. So I was, well, they both are. Yes. Him and Shauna. And so I was like, I'll give it to Vince for his birthday. He'll be not unsuspecting. He did not hit me with the Gwyneth Paltrow cookbook that I got him. He didn't. No. No, he didn't. I'm sure he <laughs> wanted to, but he did not. I'm not injured. Um, so I give him the, <laughs> the Keurig, and today he goes to finally use it, and he was just running some hot water through it, and the water was green. And they were like, what? What is happening? My son... He's three. You know, you've heard his, you've heard him before. Had left a crayon in there and I didn't know it. So it melted. So my brother got to have some melted hot water. Yeah, babe, babe, come here and smell this. I'm like, what on earth? <laughs> and I look at it and I thought maybe he made some matcha or some green tea. Because there's like green chunks everywhere. I'm like, did he not stir? He says, does this smell like crayon? <laughs> what? It smells like crayon. I'm like, oh, that's Arlo. And <laughs> <laughs> Arlo put a crayon in the Keurig. I don't know where. And I think it's ruined. They said it's not ruined. No, and, it's uh, not. If just run more water and a little bit of vinegar through it. It'll be fine. And I'm laughing my ass off. And he did not. Oh, my God. I started. I, I laughed out loud at work <laughs> when I got that message. I'm like, that is fantastic. It's so great. Yeah, so just so, check your Keurigs when you get them from your sister. <laughs> with children. With children. <laughs> Oh, Zoe stole the baseball that Shiva was chewing on that they're destroying, and Shiva's just laying up there with her ears like plopped up over her head, and she just looks like she's just been defeated. Okay. Okay, back to the story. Oh, back to this awful story. Babylon. It's the Babylon. Yes, that's what we're here for. Um, Amanda said, We didn't hold hands in school. Nobody ever picked on me because I wasn't afraid to stand up to them. Stuff started going around about us, but after a while, they'll quit. And that was a quote that Amanda said. Um, but the fighting got worse. Um, possessive and jealousy got them, and they started fighting with each other. Melinda was very possessive of Amanda. I should put this, and that's okay. why this whole story is being told right now to your ear holes. Okay. Um, Melinda had, despite fighting with each other, she still came home with hickeys. And, like, I don't know, maybe it was like, oh, I hate you so much, and we're going to have sex now because I'm super angry. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I've been there. So, <laughs> so um, she comes home. I feel for her mom because her mom flips out, and then she's just like, well, I'm gay. And her mom's like, she's like, I don't understand how all three of my daughters are lesbians. <laughs> but she learned to accept them. But I'm like, if you hear, I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell you, um, probably if it's only two parts, you'll hear it in part two, if not part three for sure. Um, 
what all happened to Melinda and her sisters, like, and even her, one of her cousins. It's not as horrific as the crime she commits, but almost as equally horrific and disgusting for a father to do that to his children. Okay. And everybody's going to be like, what is it? I'm like, you have to wait. Ah, it's yes. how we entice you Look, you keep listening to our Bible League. And I have no idea what's going to happen. So, <laughs> so um, you know, um, <laughs> yep, she was in the lunchroom um, at one point and she just lost her shit. She started screaming and crying and that she wanted to die. Um, she hated her mom and the homophobic bullying. And Melinda was just like literally at her breaking point. Um, just lost it right there. Just blew up at school. Um, Amanda helped her get over it and she found peace and she's like, I don't care if people know I'm gay. I don't give a shit. My sisters accept me. My dad, or my dad, my mom accepts me. Uh, and then, but she did say her dad being gone was a big factor and she missed him and she locked everyone out and just wanted to be sad. I mean, I've been there. I've had days where I'm just like, can I just be fucking sad today? Yeah. And then my son goes, it's okay, mama. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, so sweet. So, April of 1991. Um, who, oh, I'm like, who's he? Okay. In April of 1991. Okay, so her dad, you know, got married. He was like, here's your stop mom. Well, he got divorced. And he was already planning to remarry another random lady. How soon? How, how um, soon? Okay, hold on. I'm going to keep that there. So, her, her mom got married December 29th, 1991. Um, so, it was... Holy crap, where is it? Talking to her after six months. So, that was... I'm assuming it was right around... It couldn't have been... Just before when her mom married? It was just after her mom married. Oh, oh. Okay. Or no, he got married before her mom got remarried, right, right, right. and then divorced after her mom got married. Okay, yeah. So not to maybe a year, maybe, maybe. a year or less. Okay. Yeah. So um, he got divorced, planned to remarry. She flipped her fucking shit, and she tried to overdose on B twelve vitamins. She took an entire okay. bottle of vitamins. Not that that's not something funny, but I'm like. It was just what was in the cabinet. And she had, like, they said she had, like, just a bun bunch of them in her mouth. Um, she didn't even swallow them yet. No. <laughs> she, like, I think, I want to say it was her stepdad that found her. And she, like, spit them all out. Like, he, like, pounded her on the back. like, yeah. And then there were a bunch of B12 vitamins. <laughs> Every, I feel so bad. I know. But, like, that'd be stressful. Because you don't know. Like, yeah, looking yeah, at them, yeah, you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't know if they're vitamins or not. So you actually look at them. Like, that's scary. As a person who I can openly say this and not be scared of, as a person who overdosed on pills, mm -hmm. like, oh, man, that was a rough time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not going to talk about that. So um, she was at that point, you know, she was still 15 and she was still uh, wetting the bed. She was a bed wetter. And if you guys know, when we talk about the McDonald triad, <sighs> that's one of the signs of being a potential killer. But anyways, but this is all because she's a psycho. She's crazy. All because also her. Yes, she's crazy. But her upbringing. Yeah, and if she was sexually abused and didn't remember it, like sometimes bedwetting is a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. We had a girl that did that when I worked in a like a group home type place, and that was and she would still do it. She was seventeen years old. She's like that's how that's what protected herself. She's like I kept my room stinky so they'd stay away. Wow. Like that's so fucking sad. Yeah. And but then she would hide it from us. 
Yeah. And then her room would reek. I'm like, go do your damn laundry for the love of God. Okay, small hiatus, but you guys don't know that. Um, so, oh yeah, she overdosed. Um, yeah, she was, we were talking about, she still was wetting the bed, talking about the McDonald triad. Um, so, uh, her and Amanda would meet in the cemetery, you know, the one where they had sex, from uh, across the street from her house. That was like kind of their go-to place. And after this whole, um, you know, meltdown, she started being super mean to Amanda. She'd say really mean and awful, hurtful things. Just, you know, when people get that toxic mentality and they just want to hurt even a person they love the most. I've been drinking apple juice and it's making me very burpy. I don't know what's happening right now. Because then out of Dr. Pepper came so to sponsor me. <laughs> Fine. I drank the last one yesterday and I'm having a really hard time accepting it. So anyways, after they fought, um, Shanda, no wait, Shanda. Oh, okay. So now we're jumping ahead into time back to when Shanda and Amanda, his names, man. Um, after they fought, you know, um, they, at the yes, at school. Yes, okay. So we're jumping back into that time frame now. So a little bit about Melinda's background and her crazy life. And, um, so she and Amanda, you know, ended up in detention together and they were going to, they were like, you know what, you know, things happen. Let's try to be friends. But, um, that's, that's a big step for chicks. Yeah. Like, like most yeah, chicks, girls? it's not like dudes were like. That's cool, bro. Right on. We slugged it out. Let's go have a beer. We're fine. Yeah. But yeah. Like, but I mean, she was, you know, you fucking bitch. Don't ever fucking talk to her ever again. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, they be, yeah, decided to be friends. Um, Shanda was like, told her mom about it. Her mom was not on board. She was like, mm, I don't like the sound of this girl. She sounds like trouble. Mm -hmm. Mama's instincts. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay. So she, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but soon Shanda is all Amanda would talk about. Like she became like borderline, not obsessed, but she was just intrigued by her. She was new. She was pretty. I mean, she was a couple years younger, but, um, cause she was a seventh grader and then Amanda and Melinda are eighth graders. They're 14 and 15. Remember Shanda is 12. Um, Melinda was very nervous about this budding friendship relationship, so she got detention to be in the classroom with the two girls at the same time to monitor their interaction. She literally got, went to school late that morning just so she could get into detention to keep an eye on Amanda because she's obsessed. So, yeah. Um, so Amanda and Shanda, they would pass notes to each other constantly. And I've got a few notes in here because I felt uh, there's way more in the book, but, um, and I'll, I'll, tell you what the title of it is when I'm done. I think it's called Little Lost Angel, but I don't want to be wrong. So, um, she, yeah, Melinda took note of this very quickly and was filled with extreme jealousy. Like they'd talk in the hallways. They'd always be walking to class. They'd be bumping into each other, laughing, giggling. Hee hee ha ha ho ho. And Melinda's like, fuck this bitch. Um, so after detention, Amanda and Melinda were at Melinda's house and she demanded to see the notes that were in um, Amanda's pockets because she saw her shove all the notes in her pocket when they were leaving school. Amanda's like, nope. nope. But Melinda's like, uh, you're going to show me these goddamn notes. Melinda demanded that Amanda stop talking to Shanda, but Amanda wouldn't. She wanted to win Shanda over. But she'd always be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I won't talk to her. But it was always an empty lie gotcha. or empty promise. It was like, mm, okay, cool. I'll make you happy. Because even in one of the notes, she's just like, I wish I could go with both of you. I just want to be with both of you. I'm like, you a hoe, Amanda. You a hoe. If you ever listen to this, I stand by it. Okay. I just looked at the microphone very aggressively. <laughs> so, um, 
Amanda didn't mind being in a relationship with Melinda, but it sometimes felt that Melinda was too possessive over her. Sometimes. I'm like, oh, girl, just you wait to see how fucking possessive she is of you. She, mm, uh, okay, I'm fine. She, I put that on my notes. I was like, oh, girl, just you wait. She knew she was developing feels. <laughs> I said feels instead of feelings. She's developing feels for Shanda. And she had to make sure that it didn't cross over with Melinda finding out. So, okay, um, so, but, okay. Amanda's the go-between. Amanda's 15, 14? She's 14. And Shanda's 12. Okay. Yeah, I mean... But, but like, like I said, you know, Melinda, not a Melinda. Oh my, yeah, my senses finally kicking in. I put a, I think it's Mahalo coconut. It smells like laundry and I love it. Wait, maybe no, 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 it's not. It's windowsill breeze. I don't know. I don't remember which one I put in. Those are very different scents. You know, if you'd be like a Mahalo coconut versus windowsill breeze, very different. Okay. So one of the first notes Amanda sent to Chanda was on um, September 13th. I said 1990, but that, it should be 1991. I don't, I didn't know the years. It just had the dates, but I'm like, okay, based off of when this all goes, when everything happens, it's 1991. I'm stupid. But it's fine. Not stupid kids. I'm always stupid, but anyways, do that. And I'm like, oh. I'm just fine. So if, um, okay. So this is the note that Amanda sent to Chanda. If we wouldn't have fought, this would have never happened. This never no, this would never have happened. I don't want you to think I'm a bad person or anything. I don't like to fight. I hate fighting. It's just when I had you on the ground getting ready to hit you, I couldn't because you looked so helpless down there, but you swung at me and missed, so I started hitting. I want the truth. Do you even know how to fight? <laughs> if not, don't feel bad. I will help you if you want me if you want me to. I have a question to ask you. I know this may sound dumb, but do you like girls? Well, if well, do you kind of, in a way, like girls? Is that why you're so nice to me? Do you think I'm cute or something? Please tell me the truth. I won't laugh because I think it's cool. Um, Your friend Amanda H. I'm like, it's, it's so, it's almost wholesome. It's yes, like, it's these good. are just like, hey, do you like girls? Yeah. I remember being a bisexual woman. I remember being like, Slim, you like me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't come out so much, 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 much later in life, but um. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> check yes or no. <laughs> I feel this in my soul. Like if I, I don't know. Anyways. So, uh, three days later, uh, Amanda sends another note to make it clear that she was in a lesbian relationship with Melinda, but Amanda was trying to sway Shanda into a similar friendship. She goes, Shanda, I was wondering, do you still like me? Three days later, guys, it's three days later. Do you still like me? So I'm glad I have a lot in store for Friday. Or Saturday when I see you. Do you know what I mean? I'm just joking. Or do you want me not to joke? Do you, do you <laughs> want to happen? This is what it, I had to re read this three times when I was typing this out. Do you want to happen what I got in store? That doesn't make sense. It's not grammatically correct. Do, you want, what's gonna happen? do yeah. you want to know what's going to happen? What I've got in store for you is what it should have said. It's okay, Amanda. It's all right. You're 14. She's like, if so, answer back. Yes. Love, Amanda. P.S. I think I'm starting to like someone. You know her. I'm like, I roll. Chanda, it's you, girl, and you need to run. I put those notes together <laughs> so many times in my adolescence. Now I'm going to have to, like, find some, and I'll be like, I'll, I'll read them. If they're not, none of them are bad. Like, some of them are like, let's go hang out at the track. And I'm like, I didn't like you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope these people don't listen. Actually, you know what? If you do listen, good. Because I get money from it. Suck so okay. oh. it. Uh, 
Fine. Because he had pretty handwriting. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, those girls were mean to me. But anyways, Amanda kept pushing the topic and wouldn't let up about her intentions. She sent more notes and to Shannon in hopes that that would entice this relationship. And I put on here, she's 14, Shannon's 12. September 26th. That wasn't that long ago for us in real time. Uh, Shanda, what was wrong with you yesterday? This, this, this knows a little, it's a little much. You sounded so sad on the phone. So what's on your mind? You want to fuck? Oh. She oh. just goes for it. Okay. She's like, no, nah, just joking. Well, I don't know. Last night I met everything I said to you about making love to you. Shanda, you're so beautiful, hot, and sexy. I want you. I can't say it enough. Love, Amanda. I'm like, oh, she forgot the age. She doesn't put the age in the notes. Okay. No, apparently. And it's funny because there's a, another Amanda that comes into the story, but it's Shanda's cousin. So I have her as cousin Amanda in the notes. <laughs> so, um, where are we at? Okay, we're doing fine. Okay. Uh, the following weekend, Shanda got permission to spend the night at Amanda's. Jackie was hesitant, but she's like, okay. So she convinced her and they made love for the first time. And apparently it was traumatic based off what the next, the note she got the next day. Or from Amanda that next school day. She goes, Shanda, I had a really great time with you last night. I'm looking forward to more. Please don't cry anymore, okay? Love, Amanda. Yeah. Barf! Don't Please don't cry anymore. Like, what did you do to her? Yeah. Um, but Shanda shook off whatever made her cry, and she was becoming more intrigued by this new these new feelings that she was feeling. Because, you know, she'd always dated boys. So this is completely out of left field for yeah, her. Yeah, she's so. 12, so you're totally developing a whole bunch of Yeah, you're like, whoa, I didn't know I could feel these and things. And yeah. And like, getting to know you. Yep. Yep, so Shanda wrote back to her. She goes, Amanda, I loved last night, too. I want more, too, and always. I didn't, I want what we had last night, if you want. Love, Shanda. Like, there's more, there's a lot more note interaction in the book. Like, I didn't want to get too far into that, just based off of, um, just the extent that we're going into this story. So, uh, let me see where we're at. Okay. So Melinda was getting heavily suspicious of these girls relationship. She's like, uh, you ain't just friends. Um, she didn't like it one bit. Melinda even wrote a note to Shanda that was, um, saying that Shanda was just Amanda's friend and she needed to find a boyfriend because Melinda and Amanda were very much in love and she didn't know that it was um, much past that. And once she figured that out, she became enraged. I don't know if she found out like, that they got together, but she ended up, she did end up finding a heart-shaped note saying Shanda loves Amanda. And Melinda, you know, um, confronted Shanda about it, grabbed her by the hair and threw her up against some lockers demanding to know if Shanda wrote it. <sighs> You guys need to calm down. I just had a full-on, like, break where I'm like, my dogs are about to get thrown outside. Um, no, they'll just go happily out the door. But she, of course, uh, Shanda denied it, and Melinda yelled in her face to stay away from Amanda. Like, this all happened at school. Like, she caused a big-ass scene. And Amanda, you know, um, Melinda went to her, and she's like, you've got to stay away from her. But like I said earlier, that's just becoming an empty promise. Yeah. So. She wanted both girls, but wasn't sure how to keep that happening. Amanda and Chanda um, ended up going to this dance together because Melinda wasn't about dances. She's like, girl, please. And so she's like, no. So Melinda goes and hangs out with this girl named Carrie Pope. She's a very important character later. Character. I was like, this is a story. That's like a storybook. No, this is real fucking life, and it's sad. So and there's, like, other people in here, and there's, like, so many names that rhyme, and I'm. it was exhausting when I was taking notes earlier today. I'm like, <laughs> 
Okay. So Melinda's hanging out with Carrie Pope. She's a 17 year old, another lesbian, crazy. They've, they, there's like a, not even a, I'm going to a cult, cult of lesbians, just gay people just living their best lives. Like, looking out for each other, a bunch of misfits. Um, so they're hanging out and they got to drinking. Um, and Melinda was like, we're going to go to dance. <laughs> she <laughs> demanded to go by the school. And she's like, I know a man's there with motherfucking Shanda. And she was right. So she gets up there, they come out of the school and she blows up on Amanda. She screams at her. She's like, you lied to me. You said you were going to stay away from her. You said it was nothing more than being friends. You're a fucking liar. That was not even in my notes. This is just, this is all real fresh in my brain. Okay. This is all that's consumed my I life like for the last two weeks. Like it. <sighs> it's great. So, um, so, you know, uh, Melinda fucking loses her mind and she's like, um, I'm so angry. I've cried so much over this. I've been so freaking depressed. And she's like, I'm just losing her. So she decides, okay, you know what? I'll get revenge. I'm going to date somebody else. And this girl's name is also Carrie. Her name is Carrie East. Carrie Post and Carrie East. Carrie Pope. Oh, Pope. And her name is K A R Y, and this one's C A R R I E, like Carrie the Murderer. Oh, oh, in uh, the Stephen King novel. Great movie book. The new one was stupid. But, anyways, oh, she was too pretty. I'm sorry. Carrie's not supposed to be pretty in that book. That's a different story. Maybe I'll talk about Stephen King movies and their adaptation. <laughs> Side hole. That would be fun. Side, yeah. I could go on for days about that, and I'm doing it right now. Oh! Okay, so she's dating Carrie East. She wants to make Amanda jealous, and it sure the fuck worked. Amanda's like, mm, who's this bitch? And she's like, um... Women are catty! Yeah. She's like, yeah. I don't know. Lesbians are kind of terrifying. I'm sorry <laughs> if you're a lesbian, but I've met some very, very intense lesbians, and I'm like, oh... <laughs> I mean, I've even my fair share of dating women. I'm like, y'all are y'all are just a different, a different breed. Breed. Um, and my phone buzzed. And I'm like, who is it? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm still sorry. Very distracted. So yeah, Amanda's not having it. She's like, I just want Melinda. I want Shanda. I want them both, but I can't find any balance because I'm a stupid fourteen year old child. So. And one of the notes um, Amanda sends to Shanda, she tells her she loves her and she couldn't tell Melinda they were going out because Melinda would probably kill Shanda if she knew. Dun, dun, dun. Oh boy. Foreshadowing. There's a lot of that that's coming up real, real soon. So Shanda, you know, um, she just kind of starts doing her own thing. She's branching out outside of Amanda, making new friends. And some of these friends happen to have penises. They're boys, in case you don't aren't aware um and that lit a fuse under amanda amanda was not impressed and there's like a series of notes like back to back to back in this in the book and she's just like you need to tell me you better not be lying i saw you were talking to this guy ray and then someone said you were talking to this guy named mike and then there was you this were saying melinda or no this is amanda is talking to shanda because shanda is trying to get with other She's not even trying to get with other people. She just wants other friends. Oh, she's okay. at a new school, and okay. Amanda's enveloped her whole life, so she's been branching out a little bit. And Amanda's like, mm-mm, girl. Oh, okay. That okay. vagina is mine. Gotcha. How it feels. If you don't like the way I talk about this, then keep listening, because I don't also, care. Also, we love lesbians and love gays and love trans, so. Uh, yeah. Hella, hella hardcore mm -hmm. um, LGBTQ uh, yes. friendly. We are allies i'm one of you i am the boo so anyways no hell will love them but not this this these bitches are crazy so 
Um, yeah, she's just like, I saw you talking to Ray, and then someone said you were talking to Mike, and another guy said you were standing next to this tall blonde boy, and why were you standing so close to him, and like, I just love you so much. So, Shanda, you know, um, she, you know, telling her a bunch of notes, so you don't lie, tell me if you're flirting with these people, tell her that she only wanted to be with Amanda, and Shanda's like, reassuring her, but she's just like, I don't know how I feel about all this. So, Shanda's mom is like, kind of picking up on something is not going well. With this, she's her concerns growing. Um, she didn't want, want Amanda to be in their life. She just wanted Shanda to get rid of her. She wanted her to stay away from her. So Shanda, of course, said she would stop talking to her, but that was a lie because you know a lot of kids would be like, "Oh, my parents told me not to do this. Now I'm going to do it ten times more." Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was that child. That's why I dyed my hair black twice. Mm-hmm. My mom was not impressed. Sorry, mom. I will never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> As an adult, I refuse. So, um, Steve, Shanda's dad. Didn't know about all of this drama that was unfolding with Amanda. So um, Shanda's like, hey, can she go to this Harvest Homecoming Festival? So this is this is a big deal. This going to this festival. And her, who come? Amanda. Okay. So she, because her dad lives, like, it's like a 20-minute drive away that they live apart. Okay. I don't think they live in the same town, but it's a town, like, over. So um, she asked her dad, like, hey, can Amanda... Um, go with us. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, they'd met her before. Um, and when she met them the first time, she dressed like a girl because she's typically, typically in a hat, baggy sweatshirt, baggy jeans, walks like kind of like a boy, boy swag or whatever you want to call it. So when they go and get her this time, uh, she was in her typical male-esque attire and it threw Steve and Sharon off. Like, they were super taken aback by this new look, even though it was her traditional look. She just kind of put on a facade to show, I'm not, you know, I'm harmless. So they were just, they weren't really too sure about this, but they let the girls go to the festival. Like they were going to be there to monitor it. It was fine. Well, word got back to our girl, Melinda, not a fan, hater, about this date. She was fucking pissed. She was livid. She was mad. She was like, I'm going to lose my shit. Um, her, uh, Melinda's friend, Christy, was used to call Shanda and got it out of her and confirmed that they had gone together. So she's just like, Oh, Hey, I go to school with you. We haven't really talked. Mm. So did you go to the festival with Amanda? Mm. Fuck you, Christy. But anyways, <laughs> I'm fine. Christy doesn't have anything to do with it towards whatever we get, what we get to. So, um, Melinda said, and this is a quote, she's going to pay for this. She's ruining my life. Unquote. So, um, Christy t- tried to tell Melinda to talk to Jesus. Okay. Christy tried to tell Melinda to talk to Amanda about it. Um, it wasn't doing, Shanda wasn't doing anything. It was Amanda keeping her in the picture, which Christy makes a whole lot of sense. I, I take back what I said about fuck you, Christy. My bad. I'm so sorry. But like, okay, sorry. I didn't think you said fuck you, Christy. I, I did. Okay. I said, fuck you, Christy, for making her say, yeah, she did go to the oh, thing. Cause okay. that's what pisses Melinda off. So I, I think that's fair. Like Christy should have been like, don't get mad at Shanda. She's not doing anything. Right, 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 right. Amanda's the one who's like, no, I want to keep this girl around. Because if she wanted to get rid of her, she'd be like, no, I'm done with you. Deuces. Bye. Yeah. Nope. So, um, uh, Melinda. <laughs> no. Melinda puts a plan in motion to get Amanda to sneak out. And Christy would get her. And they would drive her somewhere. And Melinda, Melinda was going to beat Amanda up. Like, this was her plan. She's like, I'm going to fuck her up. You know, and be like, no. I'm going to beat the shit out of you because I want you to love me because that's what love is. That's exactly God. what love is. Come yeah. Good now. job, Melinda. Proud of you. So, um, 
so they get ready, you know, they're, they're gearing up, they're getting this, you know, getting in their mentality, like they're going to, you know, kidnap her for a little bit, beat her up and then take her home. So they went and they partied with some boys, you know, as one does, um, they got high. Um, Christy had to have sex with a boy to get some cocaine because she was that kind of girl. Like they were, they were partying hard and it took forever. Um, I think that, I think, was it, no, it was Carrie, Carrie Pope who ends up getting checked into, no, it was Christy. One of those girls go puts in a detox center because <laughs> Carrie Pope ends up being a real hardcore drug addict, but it doesn't matter because she comes out and they do more drugs. But that's irrelevant later on in the story. Um, so by the time the girls were done partying, they get to Amanda's house and she wouldn't wake up. <laughs> she was passed the fuck out. <laughs> so they were to beat her up and they're like, hey, sneak out with us later. And she's like, okay. And she's like, okay, well, they're not coming. Good night. <laughs> like they knock on the window and, I'm like, and Melinda's like figured, okay, it was, she, she felt it was a sign. She was going to, um, in the book, it said she was going to recruit someone that could keep their nose clean and she wouldn't have to worry about them partying too hard to follow through with this plan. But her target wasn't going to be Amanda. It was going to be Shanda. Oh. So she was going to put that plan in motion to go and kidnap Shanda and teach her a lesson. So, <clears throat> should we stop for the day? And uh, so that's where we're gonna pause <laughs> for part one. Holy shit balls, guys! Yeah. Well, so, are you are you glued to uh, your seats? I'm feeling really confident telling this story I a little like bit. It. I'm feeling tell. I'm feeling it. pretty damn good. So, all right. So, um, as always, uh, intro music is fantasy and role music by the fighters. You can find us on Twitter at bloody bubbles. We have almost 800 followers and that's a bananas. Mm-hmm. I that's love, awesome I love fact. all of them. You guys are, and it, I love that it's the majority of them are podcasters, but we're slowly trickling in people yes. I've been noticing. So I'm like, oh, Keep oh. sharing and telling yes, about share, it. retweet. Um, yeah, everybody's fantastic. I love all of you. Um, Instagram, that's where we post most of our pictures and things. Actually, I've been trying to post it everywhere because it's just get it all on all platforms. Um, uh, Bloody Babbles podcast is Instagram and that's our Facebook page. Also, um, we are now on Stitcher. Stitcher is a huge, huge podcasting platform. They finally, I finally figured out and got us accepted on there. So it's in our link tree and I usually put that on almost every episode. So Stitcher is another way for you to listen to us. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, if you guys want to email us, send us an email at bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com. If you, if you know about this story, if you know in like any stories at all, if there's something you want us to cover in the future, yes. if you just want to say, Hey, mm-hmm. oh, um, say, Hey, Oh, speaking. And okay. So, um, if you're feeling so inclined, you can donate to us through, um, you can do it through anchor or we do have Patreon, patreon.com slash bloody bubbles podcast. Um, I did post on there. I know we've got one, uh, Patreon follower and, um, I love those girls. Go check out their podcast. How not to raise a murderer. But we're going to be uh, recording uh, content for Patreon soon, so there'll be special things on Patreon coming very, very soon. <laughs> I've already got a list started. <laughs> so, so until uh, Friday, guys, you're welcome. We're only gonna make you wait three days for part two because that's gonna be the intense, awful, lots of trigger warnings um, episode. So, until next time, guys, Babylon. Babylon.